1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Premier League Forecast. We're back. It's Friday. In case you didn't know, England is still shit. So, you know, <laughs> all in all, all, in all but life's back to normal. So, it's me, Chris Brack. I'm still here. Kev's back, so I've got to behave myself because I can't get away with being naughty like I was last week with Luke because Kev told me off. True. Uh uh, we know Luke this week. He's, he's not well. I don't think it was the England that finished him off, but it might have been. I don't know, to be
2: honest. I think he's. I look it probably at, was that thing. If, <laughs> if, if Luke is in the chat tonight at, at any time, Luke got his results from his uh, degree t- this week. Uh, he got a 2 2 pass with uh, flying colors, and he's Doesn't now gra- a graduate. So if you see him in the chat, give him a big congratulations and a pat on the back. He did really well, especially with some of the work that he did for his media course for, he, with his YouTube channel. I'm uh, no, absolutely delighted, stoked for the guy. He worked really hard for it. So if he is in there, give him a big well done for him.
1: Cool. And making his debut for us is Den. How you doing, Dan?
0: Well, we've just been talking off air, haven't we, about the, um, the underwhelming night for England. And, yeah, to be honest, look. If there's any, any performance that tells you Southgate's not the man for the job, is that. But, yeah, boys, it's Friday. Uh, looking forward to the weekend. Obviously, had a short week uh, with a bank holiday on Monday. So, yeah, can't complain. Looking forward to talking Premier League after watching that 90 minutes that I'll never get back. So, yeah, can't wait to get involved. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah, so Red uh, Steve said evening. Sorry about your relegation break. you can't cool,
2: less, mate. That's for me. Hey, look. <laughs> You've got to be. Bu- you've got. A, you've got a busy weekend this weekend. You've got the derby at Anfield. I've got the Legends
1: game before that as well.
2: Oh, you go to the Legends game as well? Oh, nice. Yeah, I
1: have got tickets that last minute, so I've got the Legends game on Saturday. I've got the derby Who are on you uh, uh, Man United second leg. Oh, cool. So we played them in the, at Old Trafford in May, and then we're doing a return. So Xavi Alonso is playing this one, so I'm quite excited. That's part of the reason I tried to get tickets in the because I thought I heard Xavi Alonso was playing, so I thought you don't get to see, you don't yeah. see Xavi Alonso very often, so. That's a good thing, but yeah, no big weekend for women's football. Uh, I know it's it's the North London derby for the for the women as well. I think there's I think there's fifty thousand tickets sold. Yeah, fifty
0: thousand. Yeah, broken a record. So, Absolutely brilliant. So
1: that's good. I think uh, not as big at Anfield. I think I think we're at twenty twenty two twenty six. I think around that sort of mark. So I think it's the main stand and the, and the cop for us, which is which is good. So should be should be good fun. So it keeps all busy. So it's international football weekend. We ain't talking about international football because. It's enough. It's no. enough to put anyone to sleep. That so, what we are going to do is, Kev came up with the idea. So if you don't like it, it's all Kev's <laughs> fault. Well, so <laughs> all right, go on. go on. We're going to try and build a boss eleven and a flop eleven. We'll see how we go. And the rule is that you can only pick one from every, maximum t- one from every team. And we're going to see how we go. But because I'm host, so I'm going to defer to you two to do all the hard work and the chat, and I'll just, I'll just referee so I'll just chime in every now and again so I'll give you an opening gambit Kev I think we can all agree the goal is going to be Danny Ward surely for flop of the week <sighs> see this absolute, is this uh, is where, uh, we, this is already, absolute, a, debate uh, uh, this is already uh, a debate for me this is already a debate for me go on then let's hear it, Dan
0: um, who, you, who right. you
1: got for a keeper go on let's My
0: my understanding of a flop is someone that doesn't deliver to, deliver to the expectations of what <laughs> so of what they're going to bring to the league yeah Here's okay. my argument. Danny Ward is not a Premier League goalkeeper and should never, ever be put in a Premier League team. Mm-hmm. I blame Leicester. I'm not blaming Danny Ward. I've seen Danny Ward play. He is not anywhere near Premier League level. So for people to sit there and tell me he's fop of the season, I'm not buying it because he's just doing what I expect Danny Ward to do, not play that well. He's not got a great defence in front of him, let's be honest. He's had Fofana thrown out of the, out of the way. Um, Evans and I didn't even know the player playing next to Evans last week and the whole team's just been diabolical Madison's been the best of a really bad bunch so to be honest I'd find it I just find it a bit bizarre for me to say Danny Ward because I don't expect any better of him I'm not I don't want to expect it
1: I expect just, a, uh, I expect the goalkeeper's a, a catch a catch yeah I, don't
0: get me wrong he's played badly <laughs> but he's not a keeper that I can sit there and say has been the worst because I don't expect too much of him uh, to try and not be as disrespectful as I'm being. But uh, I actually would say uh, Edward Mendy um, because people were putting him on certain pedestals last season that I just didn't agree with. And yeah, I mean, they've not had a great start defensively, Chelsea. They've now got Potter in, so things could change. Uh, But yeah, Mendy for me, I think people were just overhyping him when he came in. And he obviously won won a trophy with Senegal and then with Chelsea was club and club world cup and champions league. So I understand it. I get it. He's got clubs, you know, he's got trophies put in the cabinet. Um But yeah, for me this season so far, if it's not going to be Danny Ward, it's going to be Mendy. I can understand the, the Danny Ward conversation and it probably is him. But for me, I just think it's a little bit harsh considering the fact he's been thrown in the spotlight. He should never really be in.
2: Yeah, well, I agree 100%. I've got Mendy down as my flop so far. And uh, some of the guys in the chat were saying about um, the season. Yeah, it's the season so far. So season so far. Yeah, you know so yeah. far. So yeah, yeah. I, don't
0: then, get me wrong. Mendy's going to pick it back up. Chelsea yeah, will. will. Potter ball's about yeah. to arrive and things are going to change in the Chelsea team. But Mendy so far, yeah. you know, people He's were talking, People were putting him on levels with, with Edison and Allison at one point. And I just thought, look, this guy has got a long, long way to go. He's still got a mountain to climb. And this season, we're starting to see, you know, we're starting to see cracks. It'll pick up, but so far, he's really under There's certain, under things, that,
2: there's certain things that Edward Mendy is good at. He's a decent shot stopper, but he's, he, he stops shots into troubled areas. He ain't mm. great at it. He ain't great with his feet, and that will be a problem for him under Potter. But mm-hmm. he'll have to learn. Aris Balaga is a better keeper with his feet but you wouldn't trust him. You, you couldn't trust him. That price tag is hanging around his head like a like a noose. So, yeah. I mean, look, for me, it, it was easy. And because we only went with one player from each 11, I cheated because with Chelsea, I had to put Koulibaly in there as well. Because yeah. It because for, for me, he's one of the ones that, and he's the only one, in my uh flops of the season that's a new signing but I really expected an awful lot more from that's someone who came with the pedigree that he was coming with the hype that he was coming with the um everything that was surrounding him you know they've been putting him on van dyke levels for years and He's just nowhere even remotely close. He and he started off with a bang with that goal in his first appearance, and you think, Yeah, here we go, here we go. But when mm. you actually watch him as a defender, and um, he he's a real liability. He's sluggish, he turns like a truck. He's gonna be he playing in a back three as well. This it's gonna be a problem. He hasn't adapted, has he, to the
1: pace? Now, but no. listen, he's an experienced good player, so he could still yeah. adapt to it, but there's always that fear I, uh, I always have is players coming from Italy to England in their lasty in their latter years of the career. It tends to catch them out. It ju- it is just seems to be from coming from Serie A. It just seems to have that impact. Uh, Red Steve says, Kev, your boss and the flop." I mean, that's pretty fair. To be fair, I've been have had <laughs> words said about me, so that's that's bad. harsh. That's harsh.
2: Um, Laura,
1: Laura Duff says, "Can we can we pick a whole team for a flop? We can't pick Leicester because that's just mean." <laughs> but you know.
2: We might, we might we look might if we bit, could uh, have more than if we could have more than one player from each club. I could throw yeah. three or four Liverpool. I think players this is going to get problem. tricky. The
0: whole one this, player. Yeah. I think. I think it's. I think it's a. It's a bit easier for the best team of the season so yeah. far to do it, but for the flop of the season, this is going to get tricky.
2: I don't. Well, teams, teams have
0: overperformed that you don't expect to. For example, yeah, your films, and then you look yeah. at Chelsea's and your Liverpool's that have underperformed. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's but I think that's hard. the whole
2: point. You got it makes it, it. It surprised me how difficult it was when I sat down to actually do it to mm. be objective as well. Uh, but who did yeah, you call for, for your defenders? Then, uh, well, let's say your defenders, uh,
0: Right. Well, uh, this is where it gets interesting because for me, Rhys James has played well, but only because a certain person has not. Delivered to expectations, and I know I'm on a Liverpool channel here, but right back, it cannot be anyone else other than the boy Trent Alexander Arnold, who wasn't in the perform- in the team for England tonight. Um, but yeah, I just I just think it was a bit unfortunate for him because last season he had a very good year, the season before that he had a very good year, and he just keeps delivering to an expectation. Um, where he doesn't now have a chance to have a bad performance here or there because people are just expecting him to always be at that level. Um, and yeah, for me, Trent this season, I'm starting to see all the all the talks of him not being... I, I still think he can defend. I'm not with all these people that sit there and say Trent is not a defender. He's only good from an attacking perspective. I don't believe that. Um, but yeah, there's been quite a few mistakes from him this season. And Liverpool have played um, average all over the gaff. to be honest. I don't think he's a main cause for why it's going wrong. Um, But yeah, I think I looked on that right flank and I couldn't really think of anyone that's performed worse than him. And given that he's one of the best right-backs in the league, it's hard to ignore. Uh, So yeah, Trent on the right. And then as I had Mendy in goal, this gave me a leeway for a Leicester defender, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, on, if, if someone wants he's, he's, to say in the comments who's, who's been a worse right back on, than him this we're, season, i have
2: like actually got one, but go on, we'll get there.
0: Yeah, in
2: the middle as well. Johnny Cash.
0: Evans, obviously. It's got to be Johnny Evans, isn't it? Because yeah. he's been yeah, the I've got Johnny leader Johnny Evans as well. He's the leader at the back and he's not done anything. He's just He's been nowhere. He's better off going championship with Danny Ward. I don't know what he's been doing. The the thing is Um,
2: with uh, Johnny Evans, father time is undefeated. And you often see it with, I love watching boxing and you see fighters age in the ring from rounds one to 12. Uh, Johnny Evans looks like he's aged over this summer and it's caught (laughs) up with him badly. You know, he, he's been horrific, but I, I, I had Matt Cash in my, as my right back. Purely and simply because I expected an awful lot out of him this season. And I couldn't believe when I... Can I I ask a question? Have
0: you got a Liverpool player in your West eleven? Yes, Virgil. Okay. Hmm. Oh. I'll get to him in
2: a minute. I'll get to Let me do Matt Cash first. I'll get to Virgil. Um, But Matt Cash, I was expecting more from an attacking fullback. Bearing in mind the forwards that Villa have. He's got no goals, no assists. They can't keep clean sheet. So if you can if you're not contributing in one end of the pitch, you have to be doing it at the other. Now, for all of Trent's faults this season and their legion, some of his one his moments defending. He's in a side who's conceded six. We have two clean sheets, one goal, one assist. João Cancelo, which would arguably be one of the better fullbacks in the league. In the side that's conceded six, four clean sheets, one goal, one assist. Now, in moments in games, Trent's defending one-on-one has been highlighted, and some of his tracking of runners has been really poor. Mitrovic beat him in the far, uh, the far post for a goal against Fulham, but Mitrovic will do that to a lot of fullbacks. He's, I expect more, but scenes as I had two Chelsea players. I had to get Virgil in there because Virgil for me is the one center back I he is head and shoulders the best center back in the world. I the drop off that is seen in his game in the first few months of this season shows more because of the levels that are expected of him. So for me that's why I had you have to put Virgil in there purely because of the standards that he set over the previous three years, you expect...
0: goes back so to the Trent conversation, it, doesn't yeah. it? He, he, has a,
2: he has a... Trent has an average run-of-the-mill right-back Because of the performances and, at Liverpool. Yes. Yeah. Whereas Virgil has a drop-off, mm. and it's like, it's massively... There are reasons why it's been exposed, you know, but... At the end of the day, he's even said it this week himself in his interviews with um, when he's while he's been away with Holland. You know, he knows you, all of these players that we're talking about. They don't need three guys on a podcast to tell them, "Look, you you guys are absolute putrid this, at the start of the season. Sort your shit out." You know, they know this themselves. Virgil will put his hands up and say, "Yeah, I haven't been good enough, but it is going to come better for him." I'm not worried about the fact that it will come better for him, but at, as it stands today, have to be fair, have to be honest, mm-hmm. and say, look, I think it's he's how... got to be in in my flop of the flop of the season so far.
1: Yeah, it's 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 how quickly it comes back, isn't it? That's that's the yeah.
2: And I think he'll be helped by the fact that he'll have Thiago in front of him. He'll have Fabinho in front of him. I think that that makes a big difference when your midfield are rushing players to making de- decisions it gives your centre-backs more time than they normally would have. Whereas if you're playing in midfield, not to suspect to Fabio Carvalho and Harvey Elliott, sides are going to overpower them and overrun them and expose your centre-backs. And That doesn't happen to us too often.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jake's saying, let's be honest, we could have more than one Liverpool player yeah. uh, in this level. We could, we could. I mean, to be fair... Outside of probably the top three or four, we could probably do two or three for quite a lot of clubs. to have had. There's only probably yeah. Arsenal are performing a lot better than expected, which they are. Yeah. City Arsenal, are wait. doing very well. <laughs> Arsenal doing very well, and Spurs are, are doing better. That are probably doing well. So, but below that, you can make mm. an arc for quite a few. Brighton are doing well, but you can do pros and cons for both. We'll come. We'll come to them a bit mm. later. So, yeah, we just did one because otherwise you. you I think you otherwise more, you you know it's quite easy. over in it's, 20 minutes. It's quite I mean? easy for us to do that. And also uh Kev likes to give himself a bit of hard work, so
2: it's good. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got to because otherwise <laughs> it just gets boring because we can all pick a, a flop eleven and we so, you know who's your, le- easy, who's, your left
1: back- who's your left back then, Kev?
2: My left back I had to put Koulibaly in there, and so he's playing a left centre back. So for the Oh, you play playing the back three. You're no, back three, in this yeah, situation, yeah. he is my left back. Couldn't okay. pick a worse. I had to get some. I had to get him in there because I expected so much more of him. Okay. So, so he's playing left. So you got Koulibaly, Bud Evans,
1: Dyke, Virgil, Evans. and Cash. Cash. Okay. I
0: uh,
2: think that's Daddy,
1: justified
0: to be. Uh, um, Daddy, who I can't remember I gave. If I gave my oh, two, didn't I? I think I gave. He, get, he gave us Trent. Evans, yeah, yeah. Evans, and, Evans uh, Trent. and Trent. So this is a tough one. And I've just seen someone in the comments mention him. You could say Harry Maguire, but he I find it incredibly over. harsh to put someone in a in a bad eleven that's not playing. Yeah, he's played three games. I'm not going to judge him off that. Yes, okay, he played abysmal tonight for England. I mean, God help what happens when we go against Brazil and he's at the back. Um <laughs> But. The reason I, I didn't want to. I,
1: I was impressed when Hannah came on for United and literally his first touch was a yellow card. I did find yeah. that quite a talent. I did look at that's quite special. Expect-
0: I'm still a bit 50 50 here because it goes with the whole one player per team as well. Because yeah. I'm looking around yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking, who else in the manual? Where else can I squeeze someone in for United? And then I'm looking at Luke Shaw and I'm thinking, right, you know, you could sit there as well. So in the end, I did stick with my gut with Maguire. And I've been Perfect. naughty, and I've said to Chelsea players as well, um, and I've gone with Chilwell, so I've gone completely against the hole. Yes, they're not yeah. playing, but yeah, look, for me, Chilwell and Maguire, both both within England have huge, huge important factors now, especially Chilwell. We're very limited on the left flank, uh, and yeah. he's one of the two English left-backs we've got in the league now, and they're two of the best in the league no matter how you much think, you want to stand ashore, do you we just think Potter? Got many backs.
2: Do you think Potter plays in? No, uh, no. Over, uh, yeah. This is where uh, Cucurella
0: is. In. Cucurella and Potter know. have a relationship. Uh, they have probably already had a couple of handshakes, maybe a few coffees in the training rooms. I think Potter knows he's got his man, and to be honest, I think Potter's really happy that deal got done and that he ended up because he obviously didn't see himself going to Chelsea, no. but it's probably a bit of a blessing in the disguise that he's now got someone in the back line that he can look and feed off of. And he's got someone he knows he can trust. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think for Chilwell, this is just the start of what means to go on. It's only going to get worse from here. I think it is just, you know, yeah, the
1: start of breaking. the ship
0: sinking, shall we say. And Maguire, yeah, look, um, he's unfortunately been dropped. I say unfortunate. He's deserved it because, mm. look, for England, he has played well in some games, a lot of games, but for United, he's never lived up to that. But, to the 85 mil this again it all goes back to what you pay for a player a lot of people have a high expectation he doesn't even look like a 30 mil player the best of games so I couldn't not put I Maguire in there and the reason he is not playing is because of bad performances so as much as I yeah. can say look you're not playing I'm not going to give it to you it's because of his own doing so yeah uh, a back line of Trent Evans Maguire and Chilwell for me cool
1: uh, Chris said uh we are terrible by our standards, but by no means we have the worst players, laugh out loud. Uh, come on now. No, I, I know I know what he's saying, but I think you've got to judge it by the standards that we've set and the standards we've set is mm.
0: This season the, so, far look, is big, so far is the big imperative yeah. word, isn't it? Like it's yeah, ha- ha- so haven't far.
1: played but it's six ga- well, I would say it's six games in, you know, in another ten games we could all be sat there going, ah, it's not too bad actually. I mean, that's what we're really ever hoping because we have to do all the post matches. So we're kind of hoping that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Post match, post matches get quite tough when you're watching. Is you, when you get humbled. We've been humbled quite a few times so far, Kev. I mean, yeah, true, true. true, Right. So for midfield, then are you guys playing a a midfield three? Have you or or are you doing a two or are you doing a midfield four? Uh, I've gone with a three. You've gone with yeah, three, then.
0: I've, I've I've gone with a four-three-three. Four-three-three defensive.
1: Cool, so go on Dan, give me your three midfielders Um,
0: Okay, so I actually really like this player so for me, I don't like saying it, but the first one is and this is why an Aston Villa defender was not put in my back line it's got to be John McGinn Um, I, I think he's so important for Aston Villa and he's had some shocking performances this season which I think do have an impact on the, the way they've played, the way they've performed, the results they've got. I just think when he's not, you know, he's a bit like their glue. When when he's not there, it just all falls apart. Um, and unfortunately, it's not working for him this season. He had a great game the other night for Scotland, by what I heard and from what I saw from highlights. But I just don't think he's ticking the boxes that he did last year. And there's certain players like Jacob Ramsey, who's in an incredibly good, like, the uh, choice choice of midfield for Steven Gerrard and Ramsey ste- he's stepping up. They've got Coutinho, right. McGinn, you know Douglas louise and Ramsey's the one that's doing all, doing all the job for him. But yeah, John McGinn for me had to be in there. Uh, and then another another one for England um, that did play tonight actually is Declan Rice. Just mm. haven't seen enough from him um I think West Ham themselves have got a big problem on their hands this season I think there's too much like we said off air I think there's too much for them to work with uh I think they've brought in Baqueta, they've brought in Cornet and they've brought in Scamacca and they don't know what to do and Declan Rice is going to have a big job in his hands because they're going to be playing more of an attacking game so far this season I've seen him caught out quite a bit and you know people again were putting him on this pedestal which I didn't really see it um I think we've seen 80 million 60 million get spent and absolutely squandered people were saying he was worth 80 mil 100 mil look if performance are like that like that are going to be what 100 mil is then then god forbid god forbid what's going to happen to this transfer market and then this was actually the tricky one the last midfielder for me was the was the most tricky because i've used my two chelsea players otherwise i was probably looking there and I was thinking right you know mason mount could easily go in he could easily slot in um So I had to have a think, and the, the... oh, he's gone there. A, a few, uh, when he goes back, a few are saying
1: Suchek as well from West Ham. That's the one who's probably not lived up to the height. of
0: like player just to be funny, Um but I can't. Oh, are you also,
2: there? you um, came back. Did with... you say sorry? I think back, no, back no. Then. You yeah, no, you froze. Yeah, You back.
1: You were talk, talking about Rice, and then he disappears. So we were just saying a few of the chat were mentioning his his partner Suchek if you were saying they've all thought he's yeah. lived up to his expectation.
0: The yeah. thing is with Suchek, I've still got to see a bit more of him. Like, Rice's is, Rice is responsibility. I you expect Suchek that a little bit more from Declan
2: Rice, don't A you? lot of work, don't mm. get me wrong. Yeah. But the, only, the only reason I didn't put Declan exactly, Rice in my field was, was for someone else later. Oh, okay. Cool. And who's your third midfielder, Dan?
0: Yeah. Are we allowed? Are we allowed to say two from two different teams, or is it? Are we only allowed two? No, you
2: crack on.
0: Okay, in in in, right in that case, I'm going to be horrible. Jordan Henderson. Okay, and this is based on. I know he's injured now. Well, he's not now. He's back in the team, but when he was in the team, he just wasn't cutting it. Um, Mm. and he had a big, big job in his hand based on the fact that he was with Harvey Elliott can't remember the other one. Um, I think it was even Milner at one point. And I think, like, he's just a leader now. And I get what was said earlier about the father legs. Um, I think it was Kev that said it, actually. Yeah. Like, you don't you, you don't get the father um, legs anymore sort of thing. You don't get, like, a lot of people are, pe- people like Jamie Vardy, they're not buying their time anymore. You know, they've, they have kind of had it. And maybe Jordan Henderson is coming to that point. Um, but for me, I just feel like, You need to step up when you've got players like Harvey Elliott sitting in a centre midfield role, being one of the best of a bad bunch, which he was. I thought Harvey Elliott's been outstanding for you this season when he's played. Uh, Maybe that just speaks a lot for the other players. But yeah, for me, Jordan Henderson. And I'm only doing this because I can't think of another player that goes into that centre midfield. And I'm not going to have three Chelsea players because that's just being absolutely outrageous and breaking the rule box. If I could... (laughs) I think I think yeah, it I think, would, I think, would I think, be Mason Mount all day.
1: Yeah. I think my other my thing with Henderson is uh, I think he's I think he was overplayed last year and I think he's been I personally think he's been playing this year hurt because and this has been the frustration of Liverpool is we haven't got enough fit options. Uh, and that's too fair. That's the club's doing, mm. and that's Klopp's the
0: doing. They haven't picked anyone, so he's had. To, I think he's had to play when he should. When either was out, four well, wasn't. You've fit. just had injury, unfortunate, haven't you? Like, T- T- yeah, Thiago being back now will will help you out.
2: Yeah, we're missing Thiago, Naby, Ox, Curtis Jones, your... Mm. Yeah, I mean, you
1: could you, yeah. you could
2: imagine. But we
1: we set up start. We set up start of season. We you would expect all of them to someone to miss time because they always do. I think the fact yeah. we had. 10 hours at all at the same time was a little bit of a, hmm, a little bit unfortunate, but look, that's the that's the ring. That's we're the game, in. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's where Liverpool of I think Liverpool are adapted to how Harvey Elliott plays because he doesn't play, he plays a different style of football to the way Henderson plays, which is fine, but he doesn't do the defensive cover. I don't think that Henderson does. Now, Klopp must note that. So it's it's. A, I think that's where it's been adapted to the system. That's a trade-off. And I think that's where we've been caught out, this transition side of it, which where people are going... Putting a skillful player behind Elliot for the run-up because he won't he, at the moment he's not he's still young he's going to just, uh, track it. If, I, track if it I could have thought of second.
0: another left back, then Chillwell, I'd have chucked them there and then put Mount in the midfield. To be honest, <laughs> but Mount and Henderson were neck and neck. It was very very close.
1: Yeah, um, Mount, which... Mount, Mount's been quite based, and I've got my uh, I did write a few list of players but I can't really put midfield wise. Basuma only because he hasn't played. I don't I think he's struggling to adapt. So I can't really put him in yet until I see him no, play. But but he he hasn't adapted. I don't think he's adapted yet at all to the way the, the way they play. So that that's definitely
2: one. Who are your three, Kev? Well, you name name one of them. Basuma was an easy one because mm-hmm. it's not like he should have a problem elbowing Hoyberg out of the way to get into that Spurs side. He's a far better player than Hoyberg. Spurs got him on a cheap, you know, 24, 20, 24, 25 million pounds. You know, he's, he's worth a lot more than that, especially in this inflated market. I look at it. I think he's had one start in seven games and there's no amount of loading a player in that he, Conte looks even reluctant to play him off the bench. It's mm. it's a strange one. And I ex- he's another one because I expect look, my midfield three was two and a half really. But they signed for clubs that either needed them to do more or I expected more of them. He's won. Bruno Gamarash at Newcastle, fantastic footballer. I thought last season he was outstanding and brilliant from when he came in. He's done he's been very poor yeah this, this season he, he has been injured for three of the six games. Though. that is a very I, interesting shout. I I just don't think that he. You expect a player to come in and over the summer you expect them to kick on mm. a little bit, at least maintain the levels of where they were, and he hasn't. And it's telling when you watch Newcastle that they're toothless, they're softer than what they were, they're you know easier to score against than what they were. And a lot of that is because sides are able to get around their midfield, and a lot of that is because he is in that sixth row, and he's struggling to cope. You know, maybe it was a case that coaches looked at what he did in the la- in the second half of the season and worked out ways of getting around him, and he hasn't Eddie Howe hasn't figured out a way to adapt to that. Not sure, but it's early in the season. I expect him to kick on. The other one was because I had to pick someone, and uh, Luke McNeil. Uh, or it was a, no, Dwight McNeil, sorry. Dwight McNeil. From, thinking, Luke, from, who's from, Luke McNeil? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah you he, learned he, this with he, me after a while. Well. I'm, I'm terrible <laughs> with names. But yeah, McNeil is one of these players that when he moved from Burnley, everyone I, I thought, yeah, trust. he's going to go to Everton. He's got to do something. He'd be all right. He's a decent left. He's got a really good left foot. Everton would be one of those clubs that would suit him, and he would suit what Everton want from him. Mm-hmm. But then you look at what Everton have done. I mean, he's dropped now, but when he's been playing, he looks like a square peg in a round hole. He, they don't know where to play him. They've tried playing him up out wide. They've tried playing him in the middle in in midfield. They they've done everything to accommodate this kid, and he just doesn't get it. Mm. No matter which way they'll, he goes, they look. They look better with, um, well, shots,
1: I would say, and they're they're the, uh, knowing the few Evertonians that I do. Davis and Iwobi are like the whipping boys for Evertonians. They are, yeah, the ones, got, but they're outperforming McNeil comfortably. And wide, if they're playing out like wide, you'd rather start Gray and Gordon at the moment. He's just not not there. A few saying uh, Jesse Lingard, who's has got
2: a fall next to them. There would you? Just
1: put it away. Yeah, Jesse Lingard's getting a few mentions as well, which I mean, he hasn't lived up to yeah what but was expected. What, what were you
2: of him? You know what I mean? Yeah. In all fairness. What were you really expecting of him? But yeah,
0: he, he's he's yeah. in a team of Nottingham Forest, and the pieces aren't put together yet. I think Lingard yeah. would be incredibly harsh. In fact, I think any Nottingham Forest player putting a bad eleven would be harsh. Yeah, um, uh, nothing's working out yet.
1: Well, there are 25 pieces to put together. It's it, you know when you buy a whole team, it's, <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's going it? to take it's some time, time, isn't it? <laughs> it? Right, go on, Kev, i was still with you. What's your what are your well, front three worst,
2: worst front three? Pedro Neto, okay, Jared Bowen, yep, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Fair enough. Now, for all of the huff and puff about United. Cristiano Ronaldo is, is still, without doubt, one of the greatest players to ever kick a ball. All right? He's arguably himself a messier, head and shoulders above anyone that's been playing football for the last 20 years. The drop-off that we've seen in his game, in his ability to adapt to a new style. Compared to way, Messi's as well. <laughs> yeah, but the way, he, the way he handled himself over the summer, mm. the fact that he came back into the summer, into the United squad, where he couldn't engineer a move away, he didn't do a preseason. He didn't get himself right. And when he does play, he looks miles off it. He just, he's, he looks playing. a shadow of the player he was. He looks a little bit you like know? he's playing, playing within himself, doesn't he? Yeah, but this is, this is what I mean about players where you expect a certain standard mm. and the drop off is that much. There are worse strikers in the Premier League than Cristiano Ronaldo, performing worse. Jamie Vardy being one. But you expect a lot more out of a Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Jared Bowen, it looks like he's not just jumped off a cliff, he's just took a running triple jump with a pole vote for good measure <laughs> off the cliff, and he's just like waving all the way down. Yeah. This is a player that people, Liverpool fans, were clamoring to sign at 70 odd million, me included. I wanted him. And I look at him now and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I didn't realize how. How bad the drop off was until so, I actually d- done a bit of YouTube stuff today. Looking just, at West Ham, highlights. Just, read,
1: just read them a chat. A few, uh, a couple have said, uh, um, son said barring his 20 minutes against Leicester has been
2: poor by if his wa- standards. If, if it wasn't for that 20 minutes, he'd have been in there. Yeah, but,
0: for that, for the record, he is in mine.
2: Yeah, and yeah, I
1: could c- 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 understand ones, that. Other ones being mentioned are Watkins from Villa, uh, and look. He has been mentioned, and look, Kev, he's been mentioned in our chat. Yeah. Uh, Darwin Nunes has been mentioned. Yeah,
2: yeah. But the uh, difference, see, this is the thing where I get with with the… Because this is where it started. Me and Den were having this conversation on Twitter the other day. This is how this idea started mm. up. I look at Darwin, and I think, no matter what this guy does, he, he, he can't win. And he can't mm. win because, one, he was signed for a fee. Two, he was signed in the same position as Erling Haaland. And the media have decided that these two are going to be paired with each other and marked against each other for the rest of their time in the Premier League. That's not his fault. That's just circumstance and the way it is. But what at has, the same time... What is his he fault, had, though? is getting, getting himself suspended for he three He got games. himself sent off and lost three games. But if you're judging him on the minutes on the pitch, coming into a new league, doesn't know the language, learning how to play a different system with a brand new team where all of the pressure of a price tag is on you, I'm well prepared to give him time. Whereas I look at Cristiano Ronaldo and I'm thinking, you're established in the league, you know your game inside out, and you're just doing nothing. A few are saying it, it, he's only
1: played three games or he's been suspended, it's hard to judge him. It is hard to judge him, but if if, if you're being brutally honest and you take your, your, your Liverpool bias off, Follow me. Came on, got a goal, got an assist. Did what you wanted. Did well in the Charity Shield. Palace missed a good chance. Got wound, got too easily wound up, and got yep. basically gods of con to do something stupid. Which, when you look at the three games he missed, United, you probably could have done with an option B coming off the bench. You know, there's two of those games we could have done with him coming off the bench. Ajax he
2: did okay apart but he did have a badness so people are going to remember that yeah. it's, it's but I don't close. mind him I don't mind him having the misses I worry if the time I'm going to worry about Darwin Nunes is if he goes hiding hmm. you know if if he isn't there to miss them but he get for for a guy who doesn't who people complain about he gets in great positions you know, and that's mm. not by accident. He he gets himself into great positions. He's t- he will come. I've no doubt about I, that.
1: I agree with Kev saying if Jota was fit, I don't think he'd have seen him start much. I think no. he'd have integrated him slower, and I think that would have took a lot of the pressure. I do believe the plan was the Fulham role, yeah. probably come off the bench for 10 games and then yeah. start him when he's got used to the league. But somebody else My sport, other uh, forward uh, was Pedro uh, Neto, because- uh, We've created chances when he plays. And so I said, How how can you say Nunes is a flop? Look, we're talking about uh, the first six games who's underperformed. People don't, I know people don't like the word flop. Mm. But, you know, he's done, I would say he's done okay. But I would say when you pay 65 million pounds for a striker, there is an expectation. Yeah. And I I I saw a comment,
0: I saw people like saying, Oh, he's only played three games. How can he be his fault? fault." It's his fault. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly what I said. Look, he headbutted someone on his Premier League first start. You, you, the way I see it, you make your own bed. So
2: yeah,
0: yeah you're just there's you an just argument for him that. to be in there by all means.
2: Yeah. Mm. Well, I look at case, my other one was net up purely and simply because no goals, no assists. It started every game. And I watched Wolves. And I'm like, you've got no excuse here now. You are the main man. You're mm. over your injuries you're playing in a team that is built counter attack that suits your style and he's just nowhere near it you know whether it's a form thing or what I don't know but it's um he's, or is it, or is it that, a fitness or is it a fitness thing because he does struggle to do consistent games if, it, regularly. If, if it's a fitness thing then you know that's on the club but he's starting yeah. every game and Podence looks a more dangerous player yeah, you know, a far more dangerous player. But whether it's a case that he'll he might feed better off having a central nine at Wolves to feed or off and play around, we'll see what happens if they do decide to go down the 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 uh, Diego Costa route and start yeah. him in a few years. But because
1: the, the killer for Wolves was he bought a. Another number nine, and then he did his ACL in this first game, yeah. which is unfortunate.
2: That's it's unfortunate.
1: That's really. where as Laura Duffy once said, Wolves are allergic to, allergic to want to
2: score goals. It's very true. They do look allergic yeah. to goals. Whereas uh, Wolves had the saving grace for years, where they were hard to beat and they kept clean sheets yeah. and the nick so, games. But then who's your who are your who are your three?
0: Um, well, yeah, son, obviously, as I mentioned earlier. And to yeah. be honest, it is. As much as I'm an Arsenal fan, I always say he's too good for Tottenham. I think he's their biggest threat and their best player by a mile off. No disrespect to Kane whatsoever, but I just think he's different gear. Uh but yeah, a golden boot last season is obviously gonna put you on put you on a level um and you're gonna have to come back with the same energy. You know, you're gonna have to hit the ground running and start where you left off. He hadn't he hasn't done that bar the Leicester game. um coincidentally he's finding form before the North London derby, shock horror. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, to be honest, it,
2: like, has, to can't be, be, it, it has to be him. As well. you, you, can't yeah. match,
0: you can't match one of Mo Salah's best thing done to date. You know, when Salah started off last season, no one saw anyone catching up with him. No one yeah. whatsoever. And then Son just came in. And he, let's remember as well, he did it without scoring a single penalty. He wasn't taking mm-hmm. any set pieces. Uh, and yeah this season he just Spurs have started off well and he's been left behind when he's actually finally been given some competition in his position that's how he answers but yeah he turned it around at Leicester but not not enough for me to take him out of the team and again the the it's one Leicester. player thing yeah it's Leicester and the one player thing did kind of swing my vote because I couldn't really put any other Spurs players in there uh, Bowen would have been my next choice but I didn't want to put another West Ham player in um In the middle, this was the tricky one for me because I've put a lot of Liverpool in. Nunes is an argument. Vardy, look, his time's up. I'm surprised he's even still being given the game time. I don't think le- Legs can do it anymore. So I've put in Damari Gray up top just for the sake of having someone from Everton. And, and last season, he saved their skin. This season, don't see him doing much, to be honest, and he's playing every game. So, uh yeah, it's just a case of a team being ticked, I guess. Uh, similar to... To Kev with Dwight McNeil. Um, And then on the right seat, this is tricky for me. Because I've actually gone with the same as Kev with Neto. But I made an argument the other day as to why he shouldn't. Because he's had the ACL injury. He's young. He wasn't bought for a lot of money. But when you look at what Wolves have done to the squad, they've added quality. All the pieces are there now. you know, the, The jigsaw is near enough fit. Costa's gonna come in and add a new uh, like you know, he's gonna add a new dimension to that. But Neto's not doing anything. He's just he looks like all these players are coming in and he's been left behind. It looks like maybe he should have come to Arsenal. I don't know. It's just not happening for him, it's not working out. Um it's a shame because I think he's a really good player, and don't get me wrong, I think things will turn around. They do just need someone like Costa, a force to be reckoned with to come in that middle because Jimenez has never been the same. Um, but yeah, uh, front three of Neto, Damari Gray and uh, son for me. To be honest, I'm I'm being harsh on Demari Gray because Everton are just appalling yeah, exactly. anyway. But
1: I think you have to you have to put something there, don't you? Also, play, <laughs> play to the play to the crowd. It always, always goes down well. Right, so Kev, that's enough negativity. Now we've yeah. gone through all the that's flops. So we've done 43 minutes of talk about flops. So let's make all the flops, Kev, disappear. So best way oh. to do that is with one of our sponsors. So let's go to IP Vanish. There you go. There's your pun of the day. You can all yeah. hate it. Boom, Boom, boom. So you guys know by now, IPVanish uh, is a VPN service uh, which helps keep you truly private on the internet so it stops any undesirable people finding out your private details, your passwords, your communications, and your browsing history so basically you can stay invisible on the internet. You can use IP vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. Uh, you can use it on tablets, co- uh, computers, phones and you can easily use it on fire sticks with streaming services use it at home or out in the public and for you guys they are offering you 70% off your yearly plan and a 30-day money back guarantee so you get nine months for free and these guys are rated 4.6 out of five from trustpilot so if you want the deal it's ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers that's ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers and while you've got yourself a uh, a VPN why don't you also get Paramount Plus? Because Paramount Plus are showing all of the Champions League, so all the Champions League exclusive on Paramount Plus. Kevin, have we worked out is it is it ten dollars a month? Ten dollars a month,
2: yeah. Unfortunately, with the way the UK economy is at the minute, it's about ten pounds a month. It's about ten pounds, yeah. Plus seven uh, quid a month a couple of weeks ago. I know, yeah,
1: it's got up. <laughs> See, you should have got should got the deal sooner. Uh but also I think Sky also do some deals with Paramount Plus. So there we go. Also, you don't then have to listen to Steve McManum on BT Sport, which to be honest, is worth ten dollars a month. Just to not know Yeah, on. you
2: can watch Cara and Mika Richards having a right laugh at Thierry Henry. Right? there we go
1: that's fine and our final sponsor is better Hel- is better help so listen, we all go through times where we find things tough you know and mental health is a really important thing for everyone so one of the options you can use yourself is better help uh what they can do uh they can, if you think of giving it a try you, you can use betterhelp.com uh, and It's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. You'll get matched with a therapist after filing your brief survey, and you'll be switched to a therapist in any time. Uh, I think sometimes it can get you sorted within 48 hours. So if you want to uh, take up the option of using these guys, just go to betterhealth.com forward slash daytrippers, betterhealth.com forward slash daytrippers, and you'll get 10% off your first month. There we go. Right. That's a lot talking, wasn't it? Yeah. There we go. That's the bills paid. Right, for another week. Let's do the fun. Let's do the fun bit. Let's talk about ones who are good. One so, were uh, good. Ones who were good. Ones who were good. Probably not many Liverpool players in this list. Um, um, no. <laughs> let's start with goalkeepers because uh, there've been quite a few stockings this year. So who have we got for a good goalie?
2: Go on, Kev. Nick Pope. Nick Pope for me. Uh, yeah, look, I complain about Bruno Gamaris at Newcastle and the fact that they're getting a lot of draws. They're getting a lot of draws because of Nick Pope. He's he's a really really good shot stopper. Um, just to, just to address
1: just to address this from Jake, it's not through international breaks, mate.
2: My, my puns are just this bad. kept good. yeah. To yeah. <laughs> Trust me. But <laughs> yeah, I look. I just I like him as a keeper. I've always liked him as a keeper as a shot stopper. His problem is he's rubbish with his feet. All right. Yes. And it's an unfortunate part of his game that I don't think, no matter how hard he tries, he ain't going to improve. The one thing he has improved on this season. Is coming off the line, you know. Uh, Eddie Howe is trying to play a higher line, and he's been coming off his line an awful lot. I've been quite happy with him. Yeah, Robert Sanchez has been would have been in my eleven apart from someone else different, who's going to be in there later on. I've but yeah, for like me, no Nick, Pope. Nick Pope was an easy one for me. Cool, Dan. Who have you got for goalkeeper?
0: Um, yeah, pretty tricky with the, the, there's probably another Newcastle player that could go in this 11 as well, to be honest, quite easily. Um, but yeah, for Brighton, I agree with Sanchez. He's been good, but there's too many Brighton players that have played well elsewhere. And it's Nick Pope. I've, I agree. I think Nick Pope, uh, I think the only person that has really matched his proper uh, performances this season has been the likes of Edison. You expect it from week in, week out. And yeah, Edison's obviously got better tools to play with. He's got a much better defence in front of him. So Nick Pope was a no-brainer for me. He's he's coming from Burnley. You know, he's still got another shine in the Premier League, and he's trying to get in that England rank as well. And he's doing a good job of it so far. So yeah, to be honest, if it went for Edison, it was a no-brainer.
1: Cool. And what's your back four, Dan? I was sure it's back four. It might be back three.
0: Uh yeah. Um I'm still optimistic onto whether I'm gonna do a four three three or a four four two. Um there's a striker that I really want to put in there and given the one team thing kind of makes sense to do. Uh but yeah, I've gone for a four at the back. Um so I think to be honest, I think left back was probably the trickiest decision because there isn't like we we'll have just touched on, there isn't really many in the league. Um mm. there isn't like there's there's just not many to to sort of look at and think, oh okay, you're you're doing well. Um, you're performing Mm. well and stuff like that so I've gone for a right back at left I've been I've been I've been rather naughty Um, and it (laughs) is another Newcastle player just because I couldn't think of anyone Uh, Kieran Trippier although he's playing on the right I think he's had a great great start to the season he's one that you could look at and think oh okay your legs are getting on now you know you're becoming that fatherhood figure Uh, but I think he's actually doing quite well you know and he's he's now got a completely new team to work with this season on Uh, He's got the likes of Nick Pope behind him, Isaac up the top um, and Newcastle are going to be pushing. So he's going to need to lead a line and be that captain material. And I think he's done a good job of it in the centre-halves. This is where it's tough because I'm looking at City and I'm thinking I could easily put two of your defenders in either of those. But then you look up top and you're like, all right, I could put you there as well. uh so it's, it, it's a tough one uh obviously Saliba that's that's going to be no surprise to anyone yeah. that I've put him in there May as well get that out of the way with 21 year old never touched a ball in the Premier League and he's he's probably the most unformed center back at the moment in the Premier League this season so yeah it's a no-brainer I think it would make no sense to not put him in um and then John Stone's um, I'm going to go in my heart and I'm going to leave someone out in the midfield that is beyond barbaric. Uh, but yeah, John Stone, Saliba. and then on the right, it's just it's tough. Go to Kev, <laughs> I'll okay. come back on my right. Come back, go Kev. to, I, go to well, I'll, go start
2: off, I'll start off with a right back. Was uh, Patterson at Everton. Um, mm. he's really impressed me. Uh, he impressed me more for Scotland the other night against Ukraine. I thought he was outstanding. But good for everything, he, he gets, he was good in the derby. He gets up and down. He defends well. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he's been really solid. Uh, everything are picking up points. They're not picking up wins, but they're picking up points, and he's doing okay. Saliba, no-brainer. Absolute outstanding mm. talent at 21 years of age. Looks like he's been in the Premier League for the last however many years. Bella Kotskamp at Southampton. Uh, Laszlo put him in there for me. Oh, this kid is going to be a special player, Yeah, uh, he's got to be the next one at Southampton that's on the list who won't be there long. you know he's going to be out of there. he's going to be gone out of there pretty soon um and left back I went with Perisic. the guy I wish he would well take my Liverpool hat off just as a football fan. I wish he was five years younger coming to the Premier League. I think he's he's such an outstanding footballer. He's so technically gifted. At six foot, six foot one, he dribbles the ball for fun. He can left foot. He's one of the few footballers in the world that you look at left foot, right foot, he can do both. His set-piece deliveries is just up there with anyone. And he's just a quality, quality player. And at 34 years of age, to be bombing up and down as a left wing back is – is really something. You know, I, I just can't, can't express how good I think this, this guy is as a player. Like I said, if he was 27 and you're looking at him for the next five years, six years, what a player, you know, cool. it's, it's, it's just one of those at 34. I'm kind of glad he's 34, you know, he'll be gone soon. But yeah, I was really, really impressed with him. But I think Coach Bumpers, as well. has gone with
1: uh Trippier, Saliba, Diaz, Perisic. So, very similar.
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, look, I'll be honest, right? I wouldn't put a Man City defender in there. Purely and simply because this is the first season in a while that you look at them and, yeah, Haaland gets them out, gets them wins. But they can be got at more this season. I, Maybe I think, Stones has, I
0: think Stones has performed better than Diaz, yeah. to be honest.
2: but I think Stones the way pep has played him in the last couple of games played he was comfortable enough playing him at right back and tucking into midfield the way pep's reverted back to his um his inverted fullbacks where both fullbacks mm. come into the center of midfield and his wingers stay wide you know he went away from it last year a bit but this year he's gone right back to how he used to play with his fullbacks and stones looks really comfortable in doing that role and he's been okay at centre back, but I'd be honest, I don't think they're hit, they've hit the ground running at the back yet. You know, I don't think they're as uh, as mean and as miserly as they have been in recent years. I think sides are looking at it and thinking, Yeah, look, we might not be able to keep Haaland out, so we're gonna have to attack more and get something. <laughs> you know, so look, it is what it is, but what's your midfield, Kev? Uh Christian Eriksen. Um Grobe, I think you pronounce it at Brighton, and Palinia at Fulham.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
2: yeah. Impressed me massively in the opening day of the season, and he's just carried on his form. He's he looks like he's a young kid that Fulham picked up, paid decent money for. I think they paid seventeen million for. He's another one he won't be there long. He's a mm-hmm. he's a, a, a 35, 40 million pound player in the making. Uh, he's been outstanding. Grover Brighton has been brilliant this year. If you watch Brighton at all, he's just bombs on from midfield. He's scoring goals, getting assists. He's all over the park. Uh, all action midfielder. Um, really like his game. And Christian Eriksen is one at United I didn't think would fit. I thought, why are they going for him? But then you watch him play in that deep lying midfield role. And his passing ability is, he's still got it. You know, I, mem- I remember watching it was a uh, BBC when they used to do the football focus on the Saturdays. And I remember them doing a feature on him when he was at Ajax before he'd ever come to England. And they'd done a feature on him at Ajax. And I watched it and I thought, wow, this kid, I wish Liverpool could get him. And we were in the mix for him at the time but we we didn't get in and with everything that's happened in his life it was contentious for him to move, make the move from Brentford you know the club had given him a, a second chance and given him a place to play and he decided no Manchester United huge club come calling I'm going to you know, don't know how long my, you know, that wake up call that he had played for Denmark is like you don't know how long or short your life is going to be. So take the opportunity when it comes. He's grabbed it with both hands. He's He's been exceptional for them. You know, as cool. much as it boils my piss, he's been really good for them. Cool. And then who are your midfielders?
0: Um, so I'll go back. Oh, I think I forgot to do my right back. So I'll go and I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to go with Perisic. I was horrible with Sun, so I'm going to give Spurs some love. I'm going to
2: you're flipping to your you're flip, flipping your fallbacks again.
0: I'm I'm putting Chippy about to right back, and I'm sticking because I was going to go with Reese James, but I'm he's just the fact dare, that I put he? he's been very very yeah. I don't think he's been that good. I think he's only really stepped up because Trent has looked. Beyond his his usual potential, um Mm -hmm. but yeah, Perisic on the on the left, Trippi on the right for me, and then midfield. Someone's just actually mentioned him. um I think with Brighton, you could name several McAllister, Grub. That's the one I probably mentioned Sasedo as well. Like he's really he's really looking good. I think he'll be someone that big clubs are looking at in the summer, no doubt about it. um But yeah, for me, I think Grubb is just Brighton haven't had the easiest of fixtures, you know, they've not they've barely been dealt like the, the easiest hand till the start of the season but they've really come and done it. It'll be interesting to see what the new manager does with his team now because what Potter does won't be done in a day. Um he hasn't got the best tools to work with. These you know Danny Welbeck still fit into this team but Grub is just there. He's so important. And I think you take him out of that the world is changing massively. They're going to get gross. a big wake up call. Yeah. Thanks Laura. Yeah. Oh, gross okay can... <laughs> gross. Right. Gross is very important. I think if you take him out of that that team, it, I think a lot's going to happen. I think the world will wake up and, you know, <laughs> it, it, things will knock down quickly. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's others that can go in there. But I think based on his performance at Man United as well, which was probably one of their toughest games this season, he's just been brilliant. Um, tough one for me not to not to put Jacker in. Uh, but I don't want to break the rules too much, but I think Jack <laughs> has been phenomenal this season. He's been good.
2: He's been uh,
0: good. Yeah, he's he's playing think, in a uh,
2: different... I think
1: Odegaard's been good for you as well.
0: Yeah, I think Jack is playing in a different position to what he was last, so he's done well to step up and take it on, and he's done it with pride, to be honest, and I just hope he keeps that up now. And he's played with different players next to him, so I've got to give him a shout, but based on the rules and um and what we're doing... <sighs> see, center How am I not putting Kevin De Bruyne in this? This is this is why it's so hard.
1: It is, but we all know. But I think if everyone's going for Haaland, you go, and the rules one player everyone's sort of go back
0: for enough. Exactly. This (laughs) is what I mean. You could put three city players in there, three Arsenal players in this game over. Um for me, I'm actually going to give it to even though they've not started off great. I like what I see of Aronson. Um, just because he's Mm. Leeds, and I'm not going to put any liver any other Leeds players in this. Uh Aronson looks good, so I'm going to put in the in the attacking midfield and then. Next, see, this is this is hard. I've gone back and forth on my centre midfields four times whilst we're going through this. Because <laughs> um, at first I had Jacker in and I thought, now nah, I've already got two Newcastles in. Um, but I'm going to give it to... I'm going to have have to just go in my gut and I'm going to say Ericsson because he stepped up. And I'm not putting Rashid in my front three, even though I feel like he could be in with a shout. But Ericsson is someone I didn't think would click at United, as Kev said. I think the fact that Fernandez is there and he's there, I just didn't see them pieces working well together. Um, but he's kept his place in the team. He seems like a real lead leader. I think Ten Hag respects him as well. I think he'll be playing a lot of games this season. I don't see him going anywhere. Um, and yeah, he's taken the job on. He played really well against us, which really annoyed me. It was the first game I've seen Odegaard. Kind of shut out of the game, so yeah, Erickson, um Aronson, and I can't remember who I said for the third one now. Gross, gross, gross. Um, gross yeah, um, Gross and McAllister was really neck and neck. By the way, I, I think yeah. if
2: I changed that. To- Considering times. McAllister was a striker, uh, and everyone raves about Joel Linton now. He was, com- you know, he's been converted into a centre midfielder. McAllister, you know, Mc- McAllister, McAllister was was a, an, a, a striker, but he's. Looks quite at home in in the middle of, in the middle of midfield. Typical Argentinian player loves to kick people, yeah, uh, he's name. a snide little fucker as well. He gets away with a yeah. lot. So
1: the only one I can think of because he has to be playing midfield is Eze. at Palace.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And to be fair, it will see be, why no. I haven't put Eze in in a, in a minute.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sure we, I'm sure he'll come yeah. it. But yeah, I think he, just more to give him a shout because I think um, he might not be in the team, but Eze's been I think been really good. Yeah. Um, for Palace and again he's another one you're sort of thinking it's how long could Palace keep hold of him. Yeah.
0: He's had me to mean, step yeah. up as well. He's had to step up as well with um Gallagher going because mm. that left a bit of a hole in the midfield. Yeah. yeah, and he's just come back and he he had a did he have the Achilles injury last last year, so he's come back
1: from that as well. So you know, so he's another one. I'll stick with you then, Dan. Who who are your front
0: front three, I believe, you're going with then? Um yeah, so while we're touching on Palace, obviously Zaha Brilliant start Fair to enough. the season. Um, I, I've always found him overrated, to be honest. So I'm kind of bursting my own bubble as I've never understood the whole, um, a lot of Arsenal fans, whenever he has a good performance, Arsenal fans would jump on the band, like and just say, sign him, sign him. I think like, and I'm like, no, look, we are, we have got everything we need in our attack. Um, but yeah, great start to the season for Zaha. Not just scoring goals, but he just seems a little more confident as well, which is quite good to see. Obviously, Patrick Vieira knows what he's doing. Um, he's, He's got rid of his petulance, I would say. Yeah, um, I, I think there's something new in him this year. I don't know how long it's going to last. Obviously, the international break now, and they've not played for a couple of weeks as a game against Brighton was postponed and et cetera. But if he can carry this on, there's other players there that have brought in check the core and stuff. So fair play to Palace because they seem like they've got something good going. Um, in the middle, harsh on Mitrovic completely. It's got to be Haaland. I don't see how you can't have Haaland yeah. in that. In that position, in that number nine role, just brilliant, you know, breaking records. I think his performances speak for itself. Everyone in the chat probably knows why Haaland's there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll come back on the right wing. <laughs>
2: well, I didn't right. go for um, a right wing, left wing striker. You
0: went for two strikers.
2: I went for three strikers.
0: Three strikers. Oh, three Three. Can nights. I do that? If so, I'm yeah, whatever the hell
2: you striker. like, mate. Because <laughs> I, w- I went for King. Mm -hmm. Went for Tony and Haaland. Haaland goes without saying. You put three
0: strikers and no Mitrovic.
2: Wow. No, purely and simply because look at the numbers. Ivan Tony's played seven, five goals, two assists. Kane's played seven, six goals, two assists. Haaland played seven, 11 goals, one assist. It's like, I expect, I expect it out of Kane, but because of the, he's notoriously a slow starter. Yes, yeah, so, you know he had that Yeah, that start of never scored an August. and yeah. this is the first time he's done it and he's and he's he's just blown the barn door straight off of it. Ivan Tony, you know, supposed to be, you know, he can do it in the championship, can he do it in the Premier League? Well, yeah, this is his second season in the Premier League and he's still doing it and he's doing mm-hmm. it to a level which is above everyone else He's scoring goals for I think a ridiculous level for the club that he's at. And I just I I like a, a lot of a lot of things about his game. and Haaland is just a freak. Look, you, you've, yeah. upset Dan.
1: you've upset Dan yeah. now. He, he's yeah. having none of, he's having none of this, he's gone now. That's it, he's had enough. <laughs> He'll be back in a second. <laughs> be back in a second. But
2: yeah, no, uh, Haaland is an absolute freak. The guy because of Haaland coming in to the league from the Bundesliga, all the questions are legitimate questions. It's like, you know, can he do it in the Premier League? Can he come to England, go to Man City, a club that doesn't play to suit him, and can he do it? And, I mean, mm. it, it's made a lot easier playing with De Bruyne. De yeah. Bruyne makes makes this so much easier. But he scores some stupid goals, some extravagant goals. And I think Kevin was right there in the chat. Is If Haaland stays fit, not just City win... I don't think they win the quad. I don't think they've got a squad deep enough to win the quad. But I think... We, yeah, because we saw that tail end the last year. That's yeah, what cost them. That's what cost us was the squad depth. It, mm. It's Haaland, if he stays fit for the season, will break all kinds. You, I think you could be looking at Clive Allen type numbers.
1: Yeah. The only thing I have said for Haaland, Joe, was I had no doubt he'd score goals. It was literally, would he, could he stay fit? Because that was all. Yeah. That was the only question I had over him was his fitness record was a little bit hit and miss. Yeah, but that was the only question I get over. I said, so "Will he score goals? Of course well, he will."
0: Just he had the craziest he, power cut. Sorry, boys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. As long that's as long right. you got back on, that's
1: cool. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. So you have the. Uh, did we have names <laughs> that get mentioned in the chat? Who is not mentioned yet is Jesus is getting mentioned. He's had a good yeah. start. He's had a very good start for Arsenal. He's had a good start
2: and
1: for Arsenal. Do the players getting mentioned is Luis Diaz. Yeah.
2: But I think what Louis, the performances that Luis Diaz are putting in are performances I expect Luis Diaz to put in. Mm. Gabriel Jesus, Mm. if you're talking about Jesus, you're talking about Bobby. You know, Jesus has seven starts, four goals, three assists. Bobby's got four starts, three goals, three assists. Uh, If Mm. you ask Liverpool fans, is Firmino our best number nine? Would you start him week in, week out? No. You know, he'll get a resounding no. Whereas you ask Arsenal fans, Gabriel Jesus, you happy? Yeah, absolutely delightful with life. We're loving life. I think he gives you more often. I think he gives but, you more, the, more, the eye, more rounded. Yeah. yeah. On the eye, he looks one of those busy nines, you know, that's in your face, will press from the front, gets into great positions. I don't think he's a great finisher. I think he's a brilliant link-up forward who will get goals as well. You know, and I think he's exactly what Arsenal need. I think Arsenal paid all of mm-hmm. the money for him. You know, I, I, I think Arsenal's spending this summer is, you know, a bare minimum should be top four, and he should be leading the line to get Arsenal into the top four with the level of spending that they've, that the squad has been invested in the last two years. But it's all of the money for him. You know, I don't I don't think Arsenal overpaid. I don't think they underpaid. I think it was a fair fee for a player of that was a backup striker, not a striker. He was a wide forward. I think Arsenal have done good business with him, and I think they'll get plenty of joy with him, but don't put him above the other three at the moment. You know, as good a start as he's out of the season, as an all-around forward, yeah, he's been brilliant, but goals, win games, and that's where forwards are judged on. Mm -hmm. So... That's the way I got you gotta look at it. To be fair, I
0: didn't pe- I'm an Arsenal fan and I didn't put pe- yeah, yeah. in yeah. mine. <laughs> so um yeah, no. yeah
2: it
1: was just the names yeah. I killed the chat. So uh Ox is saying need to get a Liverpool player, and so we- that's why he put Diaz in, which is yeah, which, no, is,
2: that's fair,
1: fair. which is fair enough. I mean he's put, in the attack wise, he's been the shining light because the other lads have either been unfit or crap.
2: Yeah. Left just deep, below, uh, below standard. I mean Salah's been below form. But if you look at Salah and uh, say, okay. You're right. That's true. Winners, one it,
0: away it, from a suspension. That's mental, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but if you, if, if you oh, chip geez. in, look at Mo Salah, look at the amount of chances he's creating, look at his assists and look at his goals, and take off this fact that it's Mo Salah. You say that that's a right winger and he's producing those numbers and he's producing say, one less chance than Kevin De Bruyne for the season so far. You'd be absolutely delighted with that. But you chuck Mo Salah's name in and what he's done over the previous years, you're like,
1: Ooh. that's the expectation, isn't it?
2: But then he doesn't notoriously, notoriously doesn't start. What, what the makes bagging. me what...
0: laugh? Puff, what makes me laugh is we're talking of Mo Salah now, right? We've just spoke on Sun, and you've seen the yeah. absolute, you know, the absolute travesty you see on Twitter of all these Spurs fans in meltdown because Sun is not performing well. I've not seen barely anything said about Salah. He signed a new contract. And I mean, oh God. Saliba. Saliba scored more goals than him, and I've not mm. seen anyone in meltdown about Salah. People are still getting over the whole man well, you, you follow? You follow? You follow? the wrong you, people on Twitter. You follow the wrong people,
2: <laughs> mate, I I've not you. seen nothing. I love it. Uh. But the thing is, when I look at Mo, I'm like, look, yeah, you're going to get the people who say, yeah, look at what happened with Aubameyang in the new contract, and mm-hmm. with Sanchez with the new contract as he got comfortable in his position. Joba, you know he's got enough credit in the bank for me. To, yeah. if he has an average season for more Salah I think an average season for Mo Salah is going to be double figures it's going to be double-double you know double figures in goals and assists if that's an average season I'll take average for a slow season for him that'd be I'll be, be okay I, with
1: that I, I do think also because it's a new front line I do think it's, I still think there's a little bit of feeling out of how they all interlink together not as Diaz and Salah more who the middleman is we haven't settled yeah. on a middleman yet because we've got three options, and we haven't decided which one we're going to go with for a long term. I would say, so I do think that is a factor. But interesting also, season for Diego Jota, isn't it? Because he's yeah, be a lot I think he's efficient. key. I, I think,
2: think Diego
1: Jota is key. I think he. I think he should get the run through the middle as a nine. Yeah, and then you use Nunes as, as your 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 plan B option, just to get basically to get himself in the league. You know, don't
2: yeah, force you it. Bought, We bought. Don't him for, I think we bought him for six years. You know, you haven't bought Darwin Nunes, spent all that money on Darwin Nunes to get a return in the first five minutes. It's it going to be what return you get over the length of his contract. And to get the best out of him, I think you're dead right in what you're saying, Chris. You use Jota as you nine. You use Bobby in games when you need to. You use Darwin off the bench and start games here and there. You drip him in. Klopp done that with Robertson and a lot of other players for years. You know where he drips him in, drips him in, drips him in. It's just circumstances this season is like. Look, the shit's hit the fan. This is what we got. And by the way, City are probably going to do ninety plus plus points again. You know that's what you're chasing. You know. So, plus the other thing is, and we've seen this. This has gone. We're a lot
1: old. We're old enough to (laughs) know. You don't all have to peak at the same time. Yeah. Ferguson was the master of getting players to peak at different times. So, and we saw last year a. Jota was brilliant till about February, and he never quite—he was never quite the same after his ankle injury.
0: You you don't pay ninety million, though. For for, it's like what Kev said—you've not paid ninety million for now. You paid for what he's going to be in five years. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's not—it's not not ninety either. We paid sixty-seven for him.
0: Oh, okay. And then no, I think it
1: it will go up to something like close to ninety. if he hits all his—if
2: he hits all of the targets, and I'm talking like. Winning Champions Leagues, winning leagues, winning Ballon d'Ors, that kind of shit that's rolled into to contracts as add ons. Then, yeah, I'd be honest yeah. if we end up paying 85 million. I'd love to pay 85 million for him. But at the minute, it's like the Liverpool fans accuse the club of not spending money. I think it was the second highest transfer fee paid for this summer, second or third. But you're not going to get. Not everyone is going to hit the ground and give you instant success. Mm. And this is where Haaland comes into the equation because yeah. they're, they're
0: comparing the two when they shouldn't yeah. be comparing them.
2: This guy's an absolute freak. I, I mean, injuries aside, I was saying to Chris, when you, when you were off there, I think Erling Haaland could, if he stays fit, could chalk up close to Clive Allen numbers. Mm. And that's insane. You know, Clive Allen well, scored 40, 49 goals in a season. But in the for me league. as
0: an Arsenal fan, I'm always Sorry. going to appreciate strikers in the league. I'm yeah. always going to look at Henri as being the best and someone that no one will ever overtake. And the only person I'm ever going to look at and consider he may actually get to the level of Henri is Haaland. Harry Kane, yeah, Henri conversations never gonna happen. But Haaland, I feel like I feel like he's rewriting the dictionary for the number nine. Like I feel like the actual number nine role is coming back and he's the reason why. I feel like we needed this to happen because the number nine role has gone soft. You're seeing Phil Foden be used as a number nine. You're seeing Jack Reedish sometimes be used as a number nine. And now that Man City have finally got him in, he's actually representing what the number nine should be. And it's hard not to admire it and appreciate it. As much as no one wants to see City run away with the league, You've got to just honour and accept and clap your hand and just say, you know, what a player.
2: Yeah, I think I mean, look, himself and Henry are completely different. Yeah, I would say they, they come from different what. cloths, yeah, 100%, th- yeah. But I think the closest comparison you could get to him, to Haaland, is probably Shearer. You mm. know, that that true number nine. Shearer didn't get involved in games outside the box. Sure, couldn't yeah. give a shit about what happened outside the Saying box. Saying
0: that Harlan did the other day, he scored him outside the box, didn't he? And yeah, he, I know, but he, that's about he, the he only reason he got
2: interested in it. Other than that, <laughs> he just like get the ball, give it to someone else, go into the box, just give me the ball. That's all he's yeah. interested in. That's yeah. all he's interested in. And it's telling with City because they're playing differently. They're not playing the same uh possession-based football as what they were. And you can't do it because if one player is not you know where they were playing with Phil Foden as a false nine or someone else was playing it. Kevin De Bruyne playing as a false nine that gives you 11 players to play off and play around and keep the ball but if one of those isn't there and you're trying to do that with you know six or seven players that's why the inverted fullbacks have come back into Pep's game it's the mm-hmm. only way they can keep possession in the in that third of the pitch because Haaland won't get involved because he's not that type of footballer he's not a footballer that will you can could, you could fizz balls into his feet and he's going to trap it and do something special.
0: You know, one thing, what we're, just while we're touching on him, one thing what will be interesting, De Bruyne is going to probably leave in two or three seasons. Haaland's going to be still around. It'll be interesting to see what kind of a player he is then because he's not going to have yeah. well, the, people doing all, the work that he might need to.
1: Yeah. Well, if the rumour well, is true, Haaland has a buyout clause, which is activated in two years' time. Yeah. So... so
2: Hundred thirty-five
1: million. Yeah, so Haaland so might not be there in two years' time. It, it, <laughs> yeah, cool if it, if it, it almost feels like set up for like a Real Madrid or a Barcelona activation.
0: Mm, yeah, because if they lose to Bruyne and Haaland in one spin, that's chaos. Oh, guys.
1: good God! Please let that happen. That'd be nice, wouldn't <laughs> <isn't that? laughs> Yeah, but Christ knows who they. Yeah, but no, no, look, they'll just they'll just buy Mbappe and Bellingham, and all go. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. It's just like just <laughs> so, when you think. So do you think it's safe to go back in the water yeah. Oh, okay. do something else? That's, that's but that's no, there's like some it. mad 11s there, and you think I mean what were your what winners? F- Me? Yeah, you went you went with Son oh. and halos. Sorry, I went
0: son zaha, and then I was fifty fifty on um was it Meto? I've got it. No, 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 You no, got no. You good, good one. Oh no, best eleven. Sorry, one. yeah, best. Um oh See, it's this is hard. Really this season because I
2: think there hasn't been many right wingers that you'd be like... I think... Well, I'm going to about. give a
0: shout out to Saka because I think he's been completely abused for something that he's not doing. Everyone's making out as if he's played badly. He's not. If you look, he's got one of the best assist ratings in the league so far. So he's not doing too bad, considering how much City are scoring and doing. You know, you've got to give it to Saka for being up there. Um, but yeah, a shout out to him. For me... It was a case of either Rashford or Zahar, and then I put Zahar in because just because yeah. it's Palace, it ticks a box. And then, oh, well, f- with Haaland, I'm going to go a Mitrovic. I'm going to do a you. I'm going to go free up. strikers up. because I, I got. A, it wouldn't be him, to be honest. It would be a 4-3-3. Probably Zahar wouldn't get in, and I'd, I'd probably bring someone else in from one of the other clubs. Yeah. But because we're doing it this way, I'm going to yeah, be yeah. fair, and I'm going to say Zahar, Mitrovic, to be fair, they can all play up front anyway, yeah. and Haaland. Um, Mitrovic, look, he didn't cut it a couple of seasons ago uh, in 2017-18, I think it was, when Fulham were in the Premier League and he came in and scored one goal in his entire season after scoring about 30 in the previous year. Yeah. And yeah, this season he broke records in the Championship last year and he's come in six goals in silly amount of games. So, you know... I don't, think Mitrovic, will, I don't think it will carry on, though. Um, I, really I don't know. Don't the thing did. is,
2: I look at Mitrovic, right? And the only thing I'd say is he scored forty-three goals in the championship last year, mm. and any striker, it's confidence. Confidence is key. Confidence is everything. And if he, if he's still, if he gets a bit position, of a Tony
0: situation, isn't it? Because Tony yeah, did it, similar from you. I,
2: think, I think a confident Mitrovic will get your goals because of the type of player he is, and like you said, that he's a traditional nine in that sense. Mm. And Fulham have surrounded him with players who can find him. Mm, so yeah. you know the other interest? it sounds like with Mitch Fitch, maybe it's a perception
1: thing. Because I've read somewhere that uh, Mitrovic's highest goal scoring in the Premier League is exactly the same as what i as what um, Antonio's is for West Ham. But everyone will go, Tony is a guaranteed Premier League striker. Not sure about Mitrovic. So sometimes there's also there's also a perception thing, which is like Maybe sometimes these players are a bit close, and you think, "Look, I I was sceptical of Mitrović, but to be fair, he's done well. He can't. I think he will get won. found
0: out. Defenders are going to realise what you do with him, um, like how to handle him because yeah, he is just a nuisance. More. He's just a nuisance. As long as you are able mm. to maintain that, I mean, look what he did! Look what he did the other week against Tottenham. He just yeah. comes up with the goods, and and Fulham performed yeah. well against them a couple of weeks ago. Well, but Jake's asking a the question: There,
2: can, can Mitrovic get a big move, or no. has his time gone? I think it's Not, not in I English. think it's. But then you look at uh Chris Wood got a move to Newcastle. You'd never mm. say never,
0: but that but was that was business done was, for yeah, certain reason.
2: Yeah, that was a needs yeah. must type deal. But I think
0: if
1: he's got to get a a ish move, I think it'll be abroad. I, yeah, I, I don't think it'd be a bigish move in the prem. Listen, big move. Brawl's not. Oh, I, I think it's the thing is, is,
0: a lot of a lot of clubs have their strikers, and there is other strikers out there that can probably bring more game than what Mitrovic can. They've got the pace. They're still a bit young. Um, like you look at Leicester at the moment, who are currently down there, right in the, you know, they're yeah. right in the mud. They've got a few strikers that people would probably want to take off their hands. So it's like you're up against big competition. There's Ian Atcher, yeah. There's Dakar. They're going to probably want to move if Leicester's stay in the position they're in. And then Mitrovic is getting old. He gets goals, Mm. but I don't think he does more than just be that nuisance in the area. I think taking that outside, if he's not scoring, I don't think he gives enough to the game for him to stay in the Premier League. Um, And yeah, I don't think Fulham Fulham will stay up this season either. I think it's a big, good start, but they're going to get a huge, huge wake-up. And I think the only thing that they're relying on is maybe someone like your Everton or Leeds slipping up, uh, which again, can't see happening because Leeds have spent too much money and Frank just, he can't afford another, another failure in this, in this season, in this, in this division, to be honest, um, or with a Premier League club.
2: Yeah. Mm. Right. I think much of it should be interesting in, 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 Serie A. He could definitely do a job in Serie A and there's some big clubs there that could, could maybe go for him in the summer, but someone who was saying it there, um, Tom Boland was saying, you have to admire the like, the loyalty that Mitrovic has shown Fulham. Through. The thing is, mm. he, he's on decent money, not extravagant money.
0: Fulham, I don't think it's loyalty either. I, I, I don't think anyone's come in for him. I, yeah, I, I think I, if they did, Fulham would probably take the money.
2: They would have, but at the same mm. time, I think if he'd have agitated for a move, he would he could have got a move. Yeah, you know mm. there, there's been plenty of players I mean there is a, uh, a thing if you've played in the Premier League as a forward clubs will take a punt on you if anything you're a name but they will take a punt on you but yeah I think the fact that he went down to the championship got his head down and bang goals for fun you know uh, and to come back up and do it again you can, it's, you can only give the guy credit
1: you can right on that happy note Kev, it's 20 past 11. I need me bed. I'm tired now.
2: (laughs) Well, one last thing. One last thing before we do go is Bobby's Wish to Walk. Uh, As you all know, we've taken away all options for people to give us money. Don't want it. Thank you very much. No super chats, none of that stuff. But Bobby's Wish to Walk is under 10K left to get to 150 grand. That's all it is, is under 10 grand. And... You all know how it's going to come. It's going to be fivers, teners, 15, 20 quid here and there. But share it around your social media. Share it into your WhatsApp groups. Share it into your Facebook page and tell people about the story. Get people to read the page and, you know, follow the story. It's such a worthwhile cause. We get him to America, get him his operation, and get him back for Christmas. All right. Cool. So, uh,
1: rest of the week, uh, I don't know if we've got a have we no, we tomorrow. No games.
2: Rock- Scotland, Ireland tomorrow.
1: Oh, that, that grand. Right, so. <laughs> okay. grand. Keep, keep, a, uh, keep an eye on the uh, socials then, because uh, the guys will be putting uh, stuff out. Uh, we we have tweeted um, uh, a show we did. Uh, I think it was Gav and Keith. Gav, uh, Keith and Phil. Phil. And it was ranking uh, over Liverpool, wasn't it? From, Pays, from Shankly up to... Klopp. So, yeah, so, which is, it's always it's, an interesting debate. It's that a is- really,
2: really good watch. And there's some surprising managers in some surprising spots, no but some sp- really good discussions on all of them. No spoilers, but I bet you can guess who finished bottom. We'll just leave it. We'll, yeah, leave,
1: we'll leave, leave it there. <laughs> we'll leave it As there. We'll just <laughs> so on that happy note, we'll go. Uh, I'm off to get I'm off to go and watch the Le- Legends play tomorrow and the women play on Sunday. So that's my weekend at Anfield sorted. I mean, Kev, you and me will be back next Friday, and we'll also yes. be back doing a post match reaction to Brighton. Brighton. Fingers crossed. Dan, thank you very much for coming on, mate. We'll have you on again very, very soon. Uh, if people want to know where Dan is, um, Twitter address is there. Uh, is that the best place to find you, Dan?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, cheers for having me on, boys. It was good to be back. I haven't been on another channel for a few months, to be fair. So, Yeah, it was nice. Nope. It was good to talk Premier League after the disaster from England. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter, uh, tweeting away. And yeah, I'll see you boys soon.
1: No worries, then. Until then, guys, take care of yourselves. We'll speak to you soon.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.